Welcome to The Coven Council, a witchy something-something, your go-to podcast for smashing the patriarchy, feminism, and all things witchy. I am Audrey, uh, a 28-year-old audio engineer living in Madison, Wisconsin. I am joined today by Deidre, and we'll have a very special guest, Anna, in, in a little bit. Hi, it's Deidre. I'm here. I'm in a, I'm 34. I'm from Texas. Um, just doing this thing here on The Coven Council. Woo! Isn't that what we're all here for? Just doing our thing? Doing our thing. Hell yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This episode is going to be all about essential oils. And uh, we have a witch who actually knows her shit joining us today. Uh, That is Anna Elizabeth. How are you? Hi. So I am a tiny, I say tiny, I'm 29 years old, uh, a tiny witch who started learning this craft, at least at my mother's knee throughout my entire life. So this is uh, pretty much my lifely jam and here to bring the EO knowledge. Hell yeah. Sweet. That's something that we witches desperately need because you yes, can... Yes, please don't kill yourselves. Yeah, you can <laughs> You can really fuck up your shit if you don't know what you're doing with this. <laughs> so. Oh God. Oh God, the horror stories. <laughs> oh, the horror. There's the so horror. Much, so much stupid in the world, man. So oh my God, stupid. it hurts me. <laughs> Hashtag Tide Pod Challenge. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, uh, just put essential uh, oils on it and you'll be fine. And shit. Oh, stop no, it. Just kidding. <laughs> Disclaimer. Do not listen to <laughs> anything Audrey is saying. <laughs> no, God, please. That's just why? more white people, white peopling. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, stop. Stop. Man. Um, but before we get into even more fun, um, <laughs> let's uh, talk about Witches Be Crazy, where we kind of uh, get to know each other a little bit. So um, last time we kind of talked about uh, what genres we're starting to look into a little bit. Um, Deidre was checking out her tarot cards, and I was looking at the spell jars. But today, uh, in a true uh, getting-to-know-you fashion, we are going to uh, introduce ourselves a little bit and some of the labels that we put on ourselves. So um, I, and this is Audrey speaking, I uh, am a white woman, uh, cisgendered, I am bisexual, however married to a man, so uh, I get to pass as straight, and sometimes I can take advantage of those privileges, and sometimes I, you know, get to hang out with my uh, fellow uh, queer brethren, which is pretty awesome, so... I get to be a little bit in the in the limbo land, which has its benefits and drawbacks for sure. Um, I'm a mom. Um, I'm a college graduate, and I am a business owner. I guess those are kind of the main labels that make me a person, sort of. And a witch. And a witch. Don't forget that part. Hell yeah, witchling. <laughs> witchling is <laughs> the other label. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. All about them witchlings. Hell yeah. <laughs> So what labels would you put on yourself, Deidre? Um, I would probably stick to straight. I'm also a college graduate. Um, I mean, who doesn't appreciate Rihanna, you know? Hell but yeah. mostly I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my her. husband who's like, you know, straight like except for Thor. Like <laughs> right. specifically. Not specifically, not Chris Hemsworth, and but only <laughs> not like a lookalike. I mean, right. specifically Rihanna. Only, <laughs> yes, Rihanna. Um, and so, um, college graduate, like I said, um, witchling. Also, I would not consider myself a religious pers- person. Obviously, I guess, uh, but 
spiritual more so. And, um, you know, I, I'm just really open to whatever that the whatever just makes gives me some passion, some desire, some kind of something, you know, that that's something. And but that has always been a dude. So a guy, except for Rihanna. a cis guy, <laughs> except for Rihanna. So, you know, yeah. that's really all the experience I can really say. There you go. Um, or labels that I would legitimately put on myself. What about our uh, featured guest today, Anna? Um, uh, so I would go with um, bi or pansexual. Like, I don't have a particularly strong attachment to either. Um, but that realm, uh, I am chronically ill, uh, disabled, and uh, a lifelong mentally ill lady, uh, cisgendered, sister to three, one of whom is my transgender sibling, and uh, I guess the only other labels that I would really attach to myself are witch, obviously, uh, geek, definitely, um, <laughs> and um, yeah, I can't think of anything else uh fucking gryffindor i'm a goddamn gryffindor oh samesies samesies damn it gonna show that the out third there. thing we said man. i did just take this like personality test the other day and it was yeah. dude um, just no no pottermore <laughs> that shit pottermore or nothing <laughs> yes for sure you need to do it and get yourself all those a other wand. tests yeah all those other <laughs> tests are just like do you like red or green or yellow oh. or blue? And it's like, fuck you, buddy. No, I just, you picked green. That means you're a Slytherin. Exactly. <laughs> fuck you. Fucking BuzzFeed, man. <laughs> BuzzFeed. Oh, damn it. I'm just kidding. We're calling BuzzFeed you actually BuzzFeed. has some legit. They had a what kind of witch are you quiz that is on our Facebook page if you want to find out what kind of witch you are. Mm-hmm. I uh, was a Slavic water witch. And I felt oh, like that was true sorry. because I am Slavic and I'm also, uh, my astrological sign is a cancer. So I was like, oh, that's pretty effing perfect. Way to go, BuzzFeed. Yes, I should definitely mention that I'm a Scorpio. So, and oh, that's yes. definitely something that should be a part of my identity because it is. That's, totally is. that's fair. I should mention I am uh, about as Taurus of a Taurus as you oh, can get. Okay. But on top of that, I am also born in the year of the dragon, but not just any year of the dragon. I'm born in the year of the earth dragon. Oh, so, and an earth sign. So what does that uh, mean? Yeah, I'm just, I am about as earthy as a motherfucker can get. <laughs> she practically okay. made of dirt. <laughs> are you made oh of patchouli and like rosemary no patchouli can fuck are you made of essential oils <laughs> yes yes I'm, a ma- I'm made of essential oils i'm a mountain made of essential oils Hell yeah. of I, love it. I love it so that makes you the perfect person to have on here to tell us uh what to do and not do because you are made of essential oils. So that's perfect. <laughs> that is my goal, man. <laughs> so if we were um, little witchlings like uh, Deidre and myself here who were wanting to like kind of start to explore um, the world of essential oils, I know that like safety is probably the first fucking thing you should consider whenever you're starting to try to do something new, whether it's like 
biking or essential oils or eating Tide Pods. You want to start small. <laughs> yep. Let's, you know, always, always starting small, but safety should be, yeah, safety is they definitely. They started with bath salts, so let's give them some credit there. They started with bath salts, and they started I smoking mean, that shit. <laughs> There's like, oh, let's just see what this is like, and that was that for a while. When I did bath salts, I only ate like four faces, so I want to see what's up when I eat Tide Pods. Tide Pods, we're just going to, you know, see how, how quickly I can burn off all of my insides that's, <laughs> will that's it kill cool. me first right. or others first let's find out <laughs> find out i'm gonna edit all oh. of that out okay <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so safety is of uh the utmost importance so what are are there are there some like basic um like rules to make sure you don't fuck your shit up like if you're f- just, there are yeah absolutely lay them on me. um so the so the first thing that I want people to like truly and deeply understand is like people think that, Oh, it's, it's natural. It's safe. Right. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's a thought that a lot of people have. Yeah. They um, equate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's the, the thing of it. Copperhead snake poison is natural. Deadly nightshade is natural. Uh, they will kill you real fucking fast. Of course, when you then, deal with them in an appropriate fashion and and use them the way that they're meant to be used, you actually, uh, both of those ingredients are used in modern medicine very regularly, regularly today. So just because it's natural doesn't mean it's safe. And these are concentrated, potent chemicals. So like they, uh, they have scientists and physicists doing the breakdowns of the chemical constituents in essential oils like that's the new studies all the time and they're finding new things every day um so before you use an essential oil always do a patch test which is where you take a single drop and you put it on your skin and you either hold it in your you know in the crease of your elbow for a little while or some people prefer to do it on a band-aid and then stick it on their skin um to make sure that they don't have any sensitization, which means if you feel any um, any hypersensitivity or any hypersensation at all to that spot, don't use that essential oil. Just so the, the old saying, if, it, if it's burning, it's working, does not apply here. No, <laughs> that would be... <laughs> That is actually terrible advice. I know. For most things, I feel. <laughs> um, uh, the other thing, too, is always dilute your oils in application. Um, that's what carrier oils are for. Always dilute. And the dilution is going to be different based on each oil. Like, you can't be like, oh, X milliliters is diluted into X, you know, whatever, because uh, the milliliter of the essential oil is going to differ, depend on the viscosity. So oh, yeah, okay. do a little research uh, before you do a thing. And that brings us to carrier oils in and of itself. Um, one of the most easily accessible carrier, carrier oils, because pretty much everyone has it in their house at this point, is coconut oil. Q Lizzo. I thought I needed 
to run and find somebody to love but all i needed was some coconut oil you can also use olive oil jojoba grapeseed etc there are tons of carrier oils so you should research your carrier oil based off of your skin needs and allergy needs and things like that i'm gonna name drop here if you need information on an essential oil on a carrier oil i sincerely sincerely urge you to go to anandaapothecary.com because they will have all that information like what kind of like which ones are better to use on skin because they're lighter oils and which ones are better to use on you know compresses because they're thicker shit like that sweet sweet yep would you spell that for us oh absolutely ananda is a n a uh n d a uh a p o t h c a r y i believe is how you do ananda apothecary sweet dot com dot com are there any oils that are good or that we should keep away from our pets, like our cats or our dogs or... Um, actually, I was just about to say, keep away from small children and animals pretty much full stop. All of them. Um, okay. Dogs uh, can handle some essential oils. Cats can't handle any. If you are interested in treating them for something uh there is an option which is hydrosol which is the water byproduct that comes from the distillation process of essential oils it still has a therapeutic benefit but the concentration of the essential oil itself is so uh diluted that it is the safe option for small children and animals what are um, some things that uh, we might use essential oils for? Uh, so, <laughs> so many things. <laughs> You're uh, like, you want to fucking narrow that down? Give me a little more specific, please. <laughs> um, oh, before I go any further, yeah. I do have to mention uh, these two, two things because they're uh, very important. Um, Always proper storage with your essential oils. And the reason uh, for this is because oxidization of your oils can actually result in uh, changing the oil so that it becomes dangerous to physically touch. Oh. So the, the, uh, cause, uh, two, the two main oils that I'm going to mention to you in just a second here, um, one of them, if oxidized, can actually cause severe chemical burns. Oh. So when you store your essential oils, the four things you need to keep in mind is that your container needs to be airtight. It needs to be a dark container kept away from the light. It needs to be in a cool, dry place. And moisture needs to be, it needs to stay out of the bottle. Like it needs to be away from moisture. So keep those in mind with your essential oils. All right. Um, and the other is less is more. Exposure to your essential oils should be targeted and limited. Every encounter counts. So keep track because uh, your mileage may vary when it comes to being able to use an essential oil. And the best way to sum that up is 
you know, that um, contact thing that they tell you your eyes can only handle wearing contacts for so many hours before it's just done. Right. Yeah. It's this. It's the same with essential oils. You only get so many encounters before your body's like, yep, nope, can't do it no more. Bye. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. targeted and limited uh, use. This is a practice, just like medicine. It's not perfect. It's probably never going to be perfect, but that's okay. Um, so some of the uses for essential oils... And I'm going to talk about two. I'm going to talk about lavender and tea tree. Because if I were to start people off with essential oils, those would be the two. Mostly because they're so stupidly versatile that writing out their uses is like the majority of a normal college-bound sheet of paper. Like the list of things you do not want to use them for is shorter than the list of things that you could use them for. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like there's... (laughs) Um, so like lavender uh, I'm just going to take a couple from each of the main systems so for skin it is uh, great at healing burns and wounds it encourages cell regeneration detoxifies, purifies reduces scarring and stretch marks Um, it's good for all skin types especially sensitive skin Uh, For your immune system, it uh, neutralizes microbes uh, and increases local blood circulation. It quells coughs in your respiratory system, in your uh, musculoskeletal system. It soothes sores, muscles, tendons, joints, diminishes swelling. Probably one of the best things you could do for your digestive system, just based on this list. Um, Everything from easing nausea to reducing vomiting to helping your kidneys clean detoxifying your system helping your gallbladder uh it actually helps uh regulate menstruation and eases discomfort there so that's all time out this is very important witchy knowledge right here okay so you're (laughs) telling me that i can only use this like you know sparingly and importantly but i could basically cure myself here like (laughs) like i'm like a sprinkle of lavender oil tea tree and like be this whole fucking i don't know beyonce in the streets and i don't know who in the bed in the sheets but (laughs) but i'm just saying you that's could, what I'm hearing. Well, I don't know about y'all. Well, that's what I heard. <laughs> you can absolutely use lavender every month in a hot compress on where your cramps are to help ease discomfort. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just and mm. and part of what the less is more is, and that's why it's targeted. Is you know if you've got a tablespoon of carrier oil, you only need one maybe two drops if you're doing two different essential oh, oils dilute in it that, that much. Wow. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, so I have less a, is more. For sure. Let me see how big. I think this bottle is like an ounce or so of tea tree oil. That should last me forever. Forever, right? Okay. That's it if I'm storing it correctly. Like, I actually yeah, it, don't think I'm going to use the, the bottle that I have right now because it is not in the best spot. And it's been there for a while. 
So Better I'm safe than sorry, it. man. Not yeah, gonna lie. I'm gonna replace and it. It's in a dark bottle. It's not in direct sunlight, but it's not. It's on the windowsill behind something. So I'm just gonna throw it away. But what I'm getting at is a bottle that size should last me a good minute. Oh. A good long while. Like okay. it's you All don't right. you don't need a lot. Less is more. But yes, you could absolutely use lavender every month to help ease discomfort of menstruation. Like that is totally a thing. Can you and diffuse lavender oil? Uh, yes. Uh, when it comes to diffusing essential oils, if you have pets, I recommend. Uh, being in a room that's got good ventilation and making sure your pet is not in there with you. Okay. Because then they're inhaling it as well. Okay. Um, if you want, you can always do an essential oil bath. So you could take a hot bath, put a few drops of essential oils in your bath after it's all done, fill it up, and then you're not only getting the benefit of it being in contact with your skin, you're also getting the benefit of inhaling it with the steam so you're getting like double whammy sweet hell yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. gonna go stock up today <laughs> <laughs> um but if you do need to do an actual like distillate uh a diffuser or whatever um you absolutely can those are things that many people do one of the things that my mom would always have us do when we would get like colds or bronchitis or whatever is she would just actually just take a bowl of boil like near boiling water and put a few drops of the essential oils in it and then make us sit with a towel over our head and that's mm -hmm. how we like that's how we did that like mm -hmm. she was like who needs fancy things a bowl of hot water will do just fine yeah suck it Vix. right <laughs> 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 We don't need your modern medicine here. <laughs> we don't need your modern nonsense. Uh, um, but lavender is most known for its effects on the nervous system because aside from being uplifting and improving your mood, it actually strengthens your nervous system, alleviates stress uh, or nervous tension, promotes sleep, calms the nervous system, soothes, relaxes, um, helps balance systems after shock or vertigo. So it's incredibly versatile. It can be used via inhalation, massage, compress, bath, sits bath, ointment, skin care. And it's actually uh, the most commonly used oil and very gentle. Um, it's one of the safer oils to use on children or the elderly. So like... There's lavender literally covering pretty much everything <laughs> just by itself. And in case lavender doesn't cure all your ailments, what is uh, tea tree good for? So tea tree. Tea tree is uh, great for neutralizing insects, parasites, fungi, bacteria. It's got some of the same properties as lavender, so I'm going to go to the ones that um, they don't share such as uh, it can quell irritation from environmental factors and counteracts physical hypersensitivity. Um, it's really good for acne, mites, skin infection, dandruff, nail health, athlete's foot, cold sores, blisters, burns, insect bites, 
oily skin and plantar or just your general run-of-the-mill warts. Uh, in your immune system, it neutralizes all types of microbes, stimulates the immune system, relieves muscular tension and aching joints, lessens headaches due to congestion. Uh, in the respiratory system, it neutralizes airborne microbes, quells coughs, and it's a natural expectorant, and it stimuli- stimulates the bronchi and reduces cramping. So, like, it's really great if you've got the the lung gunk happening yeah my kid is like sick with the flu right now so it sounds like i just gotta dunk him in this of course <laughs> I, <laughs> I dilute because, make sure you dilute yes, now. yes so he'll be mostly <laughs> be in coconut oil or water and <laughs> a little hint of tea um, tree <laughs> and actually if 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 you wanted to use it for your kid i would actually recommend uh the inhalation uh so just you know you can make at home, because they have like specialized nasal inhalers, which look like the little Vicks nasal inhalers. Um, if you don't have access to one of those, what you can do is you can do the DIY version, which I have done before, and that's get a pill bottle. Pharmacy ones are best because they have a better seal. Um, fill it with cotton balls, cotton pads. If you don't have anything like that, uh, paper towels work. That's fine. Uh, put a couple drops of tea tree and go ahead and just have him take a sniff of it every once in a while and it will help. So, and then tea tree has other uses, uh, as well. Like, I mean, they all have so many uses. They're so versatile. Um, with tea tree, you use the inhalation mainly for the psychological or respiratory benefits, like I was saying. Um, but you can also use it for massage, compress, bath, uh, liniment, skin care, all sorts of stuff. However, the and I'm going to mention this, um, it is listed as medium as the potential skin irritant. So patch tests are especially important here. Um, and if your child or your person who you're doing this for or yourself uh, turns out to be sensitized to tea tree, there are two options that you can switch to that have pretty much most of the same benefits. And the first one is Niaoli, which is spelled N-I-A-O-U-I-L. It's actually from the same family um, and is basically known as the gentler version of tea tree, like from the same people who discovered tea tree's medicinal benefits, they discovered this and was like, hey, it basically does the same thing, only it's gentler. Nice. Um, and this was the one that I mentioned where um, if it gets oxidized, this is the one that can cause extensive chemical burns. So, you know. It's gentler until your- it oxidizes. Dun, dun, well, no, no, no. <laughs> The tea tree is the one that, you know, chemical burns if oxidizes. Oh, okay. The Naya Rowley is still um, gentler, uh, even when checking its, its safety precautions. It didn't have the same warning of medium sensitization or, you know, what happens if it oxidizes. So, um, and the other one that you can choose is eucalyptus. Um, oh, yeah, I've so. definitely used that. I've yeah, had like eucalyptus. shampoos and things with tea tree and eucalyptus 
in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eucalyptus is another one that you can kind of swap out if tea tree is uh, too much. So those are the two that I would start people out on. Those are the two that, like, my mom and I had a discussion where if we could only have two essential oils, those would be the two that we'd have. Nice. Um, so can I ask a, I have two questions. Lay it on me. First is when you're doing a patch test, do you mm-hmm. still use a carrier oil for that? That is the one time that you do not dilute it okay. unless you have shown uh, sensitization to essential oils in the past. Okay. And then I guess my second question is what makes essential oils essential and then um like what makes them different from other oils like your you know avocado your grape seed i guess those would be considered carriers i don't know any yep. other ones besides coconut but like um, what makes them all... different okay so here's here's part of it um avocado oil coconut oil things like that those are literally just the oils of the plant okay right like mm-hmm. that's here is this plant. It has an oil in it. We are going to squish this plant and the oil is going to come out and ta-da, we now have coconut oil or avocado oil or whatever else. Mm -hmm. Um, Essential oils are extracted from uh, plants through specific processes, the most common being steam distillation. Um, and I can't remember exactly what the numbers are, but for like a tiny amount of rose essential oil, for example, they need like thousands of pounds of petals. Oh, Oh, wow. So is it like sustainable, this thing? That is one of those things, uh, where... Part of this whole fad is not great um, because people are using them willy-nilly and they are using them extensively and in things that are unnecessary like cleaning supplies and things like that. Like, oh, I'm going to just use all of these things. No, no. Windex, um, now with rose oil. <laughs> Tide pods with lavender. <laughs> All of that. Um, (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Oh, we're all going to hell. It's all good. Um, You know what? Since since Tide Pods be a nice party. Since Tide Pods keep coming up in uh, conversation, let's just get our our hex of the episode in, and we're let's do this now. Yeah, we're. We're just going to hex anyone who's done the Tide Pod Challenge if they're still alive to talk about it. Like, <laughs> Right? Can I, can I actually extend that hex like, to all of these dumb motherfuckers that keep <laughs> looking at these challenges and going, yes, that's a good idea? Right. right. <laughs> and the dumb motherfuckers who keep starting these, these challenges. Like, <laughs> yeah. The raw water. It's not a like, challenge to eat poison. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like who will survive? No. 
Like, I thought the stupid cinnamon challenge or whatever was bad enough, but what the fuck? What was the cinnamon <laughs> challenge? Were they it sniffing like it? A- no, they were, like, eating a mouthful of it or something. That's right. Like that. like, they ooh. put a spoonful, yeah, like a tablespoonful of cinnamon in their mouths or something. Like, oh straight gosh. cinnamon powder, and I was like, you, this is going to be unpleasant for you, but at least, like... <sighs> <laughs> at least it's I edible. Just, <laughs> at least you won't immediately die, you know. Yeah, right. you might just, you know. Just don't inhale right before you take that giant ass bite. Like, you're just <laughs> oh, yeah, cinnamon no, coating like, your lungs. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, it just gets bad. It just gets yeah. bad. So we're going to, let's just hex all of these dumb anybody challengers. Even right. looking at the Tide Pod, motherfuckers. It, it is <laughs> yeah. bringing about some, like, quality memes, though. Right. <laughs> it is. It, it is good so entertainment. Fun. I can't lie, but seriously, y'all. Oh god. I'm real. Uh, you well, know what the word like okay, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely honest here. Like it is almost exclusively white kids doing this. Okay. Oh yeah. Hashtag white culture. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> white people peopling. White, white people, white well, people. White people, white Stupid. people. In. <laughs> and it's Susan, yeah, what are you doing? Most of these challenges. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, Karen. Good. Damn it. <laughs> no, it's like white boys. It's like Trevor. Jed. Yeah. <laughs> Shad. Fucking Chad. Fucking Chad. Chad. Always fucking Chad. Chad. And Kevin. Kevin. Oh, no. you Kevin's bastard. another one of those white boys. Names. Fucking. God damn. Oh man. All right. Well. Now that we got that hex out of the way. <laughs> okay. So from there, I have introduced you to the two the two oils of uh, preference. And and from there, building your essential oil library. Um, usually start with a with a library of like five to seven oils. And it's really highly personalized. Like what are your needs? Uh, are you in pain? Well, there's the menthol family that could be very helpful. There's with, you know, anything with camphor could be very helpful. Uh, do you need uplifting? Let me introduce you to the citrus family. Uh, tangerine is my personal favorite. Not going to lie. Um, do you have skin problems? Uh, do you have immune system problems? Like the, whatever your personal needs are that's where you go to build up your essential oil library and um so it's like that's it's all super super personalized and the list goes on and there are physical emotional and energetic benefits to essential essential oils like one of the really neat things about Ananda Apothecary is when you go and click on one of their essential oils, when they talk about the description of the plant and everything like that and its uses, they will actually also talk about the energetic benefits of the oil, including the key benefits, like whether it's yin or yang um, energy. Um, And it's actually the energetic benefits of essential oils which leads into the witch's jars along with Mm. their counterparts parts herbs uh homeopathy and flower essences 
Yeah. So we we talked about um, spell jars in our last episode. And um, while we were, you know, kind of researching, we were seeing that a lot of these um, use, like, you know, certain herbs or um, essential oils. And I know that you mentioned, um, you know, keeping things in, like, an airtight container so the jars would be kind of a cool place to swap uh, herbs for oils maybe if you have one or the other, right? Right. You can uh, swap herbs and oils, or you can, uh, since essential oils are the more point potent version, if there is one that you just really need that punch, you can use the essential oil version. Like, let's say you really need a super strong protection spell, and you have the essential oil or the physical herb, you can you can choose the essential oil. Like it is. It is the concentrated, buffed up version of. It's of your herbs on steroids. Point. Basically, <laughs> we don't recommend steroids, though. No, just, just no. Say, don't. <laughs> no herbs out there should feel that they need to take steroids to measure up to essential oils. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what we're saying. Herbs, you're good. You're fine. You're, you're perfect, you're perfect you as you are. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Just the way you are. Oh man. Um, and on top of that, they are also like we said, like you know, the safest way to use essential oils in uh, starting your witchcraft journey with them because you don't have to come into physical contact with them. Like you don't have to get the oil all over your hands, and it's going into a jar that you're going to seal. So its exposure to the air and anyone around it is totally limited so i wanted to point it out the um thing with the spell jars that kind of ties in everything that we talked about last week and this week as far as sealing them off other than the lid because i think the ones we were looking at audrey was uh you burned a candle over the top and so the first time i tried it i had like a stick candle that was maybe about five inches long or so and that motherfucker just burned down into itself. So it just burned like cleanly. There was nothing left but maybe like a half an inch of the wick. And, and we want that sexy wax all over the place. Yeah, look. we want it running all over and just sealing it. So you need to use a votive candle to achieve that. Just wanted everybody to know and learn from my mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> use a votive. And maybe if you have... Um, if you're in like a smaller room, turn the fan on so that the oh. flame kind of goes around and it'll kind of burn a little bit better. Okay. Like, like if- get that, that drippy effect that Hell you're wanting. Yeah. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. I like the votive candle particularly since if you want to like supercharge or seal your spell or like really make it cement, you can... You have more room to like carve a sigil or a symbol or Jeez. whatever into the candle, mm-hmm. so that you're like double dutying that you're like, no, nah, we gonna we gonna we gonna lay this bitch to rest. Spells right on now. spells on spells. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Now do and they? I know that we. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna ask if they made like um, candles that are infused with essential oils. Uh, no, but you can anoint. Well, I mean, they probably do, but I don't know of any brands offhand 
that do themselves. Uh, if you make candles, you can put a couple of drops into the beeswax to create your own infused essential candle. Um, or you can anoint a candle with an essential oil. Just, like, so that sprinkle. is an option. But like, yeah, I, lots of people are like, this is a lavender candle. And I'm like, it's just purple. That is not lavender. <laughs> that no. is synthetic is what that is. <laughs> so I've been like, when I first started kind of researching witchcraft and the occult and things, I was more looking at stuff that was Wicca, Wiccan, however you want to pronounce that, or, you know, because I know they're a bit different. But um, they're actually not, actually. Uh, well, I've, I've seen like mixed reviews on that whole thing. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the <laughs> official word or who is the authority on that. So, technically, Wiccan is just like, like Wicca is the religion. Oh. Uh, the modern pagan rooted religion, uh-huh. spiritual acts aspect expressed through reverence for nature and Wiccan is basically just saying I practice that Wicca. You are, like okay, I am gotcha. a Wiccan. Like okay. just like technically you're practicing Catholicism but you call yourself a Catholic. Like I got you. That's what that is. Understood. So uh I guess what I was getting to is now that um I'm a little bit further along if you will and now I'm kind of like into more groups and things like that or just once you go and youtube something or you research something there's a whole bunch of different routes you can go with Mm -hmm. how you want to read and so i went down this other rabbit hole one day and discovered um hoodoo and voodoo which are different and Mm -hmm. and they kind of are practiced by different ethnicities and things like that more so than others if y'all kind of get what I'm saying so I said all that to say is in hoodoo I think it is they the the practice of anointing the candle they call that dressing a candle and Mm -hmm. I don't really you you're kind of charging it with your energy and whatever that all that or even just like rubbing herbs over it it's kind of like the process in putting your energy and your intention into it is what that is about. So whatever you want to, however much power you want to give your spell or your ritual or whatever you're doing with that candle, with those oils, is dressing it with, you're, you're putting that into the candle like physically and that's represented with the oil. So yep, it's no right or wrong way to do it. It's just whatever you're intending to do is how you mm-hmm. do that <laughs> and you just call it you know anointing <laughs> yeah, the candle just, or dressing it however you want to whatever you want to yep. label it as <laughs> and then that's uh you know one of the things that I, I looked into were different types of the craft because we had talked about that and when I came across you know all the information on hoodoo and voodoo and whatnot like that to me is kind of a more of a closed practice because even though, even though I've discovered since that I'm I'm Native American through DNA testing, I don't know which branch of Native Americans, so I don't want to start just playing around with that religion or those traditions because I don't know exactly where I'm welcomed. And it's kind of the same thing with Hoodoo and Voodoo. Like I'm familiar with a lot of the practices where they cross over with other types of craft. 
Yeah, but, I feel like that could be a whole episode that we mm-hmm. could just talk about how though that Venn diagram looks and like is it considered to be appropriation or whatever if you know if you're if I'm as a black I a black practicing <laughs> <laughs> being a Wicca you know a Wiccan you know is that what is that about you know or you know uh, 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 a Caucasian person, you know, doing hoodoo. What is that? Like, where's the line feel? Like, where's the line? Appropriation and, and, and appreciation. Yeah. Like, I, I think, think that could be a whole episode. That yeah, we I think that could absolutely be a whole episode. But I think my two cents that I would just drop is um, any of the postmodern crafts, like Wicca, for example. Like, that shit was started by white people. Mm-hmm. So if anybody else wants to join in, they get to because... That was started by postmodern white people. Like, I got you. Mm-hmm. Y'all ain't appropriating nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my two cents. Because Wiccan is actually taken from a bunch of different yeah. sources. So mm-hmm. it's like a mishmash of. It's the pulpery of the occult. Oh my God. It's, yeah. It's, it's just a, a Sometimes cult- I look at it, I'm a like. Pulpery, if you will. It's a pulpery. There you go. That's the word. So ain't nobody. Literally nobody can appropriate that because they didn't even know what the fuck they were doing when they made it. <laughs> right. Uh, so, um, like, in addition to spell jars, um, what are some other jar-esque things we can do? Like, hex jars and, like, can we connect to um, ancestors and through spells and how do essential oils come into that and... Help! Yeah, um, I'm a witchling. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> okay, well, first of all, like, uh, one of the things with jar spells of any type is they are super, super diverse. Um, and the most important thing is to define your intent. You know, you have a specific goal. No generalizing, no multi-purpose spells for 12 million things, like... Right. Don't be like, I'm going to protect this house and cleanse the evil spirits. And, and also hopefully bring in money and find yeah, love. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, no. Try, try, try to keep it to, like, one, like, it's a, it's a realistic goal. Like, this isn't a fantasy novel. Don't be like, my spell jar is going to summon... All the ancient spirits and Fabio we go- on a horse. Well, that's slightly more realistic than anything I would think. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> Is it? Oh, um, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, obviously, there's uh, a question of ethics, but that's to eat to each which they own. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's also picking your container. Uh, I prefer glass. Uh, some like clay. Some people have no qualms with using plastic. Uh, but it's no cracks and a tight-fitting lid or cork. Uh, and a lot of people don't think about this, but, like, specifically, this was one of those things that I have always used. Um, if I'm doing, like, uh, hexes, for example, I might use, like, a pickle jar to add an extra, you know, because it's been imbued with the sourness of pickles. So if mm-hmm. I want to sour someone's life I might use a pickle jar if I'm trying to do uh like a 
love spell or something like maybe a honey jar for extra sweetness or something like that. Like you can, you can think broadly mm-hmm. um, on, on that. Um, but yeah, cleanse and concentrate your jar. Uh, if you want, you can paint it, especially if it's like glass uh, in a color that's in line with your intent or with symbols or sigils that kind of like support your intent. Um, write your intent or prayer on paper. You can use all sorts of other items and what I'm going to be suggesting, you know, crystals, gems, metals, glass, ribbons, and whatever. Um, if you don't have a personal, like if you're hexing someone or trying to cast a spell for someone, if you don't have a personal item that you can put in there, just put their name on a piece of paper. That works. Um, but for like hexes, right? Like you want to hex somebody. Uh, you've got Angelica Root for curses and hexing. Um, you've got Vetiver to silence one who speaks against you. Trump. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, yeah. You could absolutely hex yourself some Trump with some vetiver, silence him. I'm hoping nobody feels inclined to do this, but I'm gonna tell y'all anyway, because y'all can do what y'all gonna do. Uh <laughs> Lemon Verbena uh creates discord between lovers. Oh uh, Cedar is good for spells of revenge. Birch is good for vengeance and punishment. Cypress is revenge in the psychic realm. So you're causing some mental distress there. Uh, Basil, ironically enough, really good at causing madness. Uh, (sighs) Right? Go figure. Uh, Coriander. (laughs) I'm not uh, that surprised at that, but I get it. Like, we cook it with it all the time, and it's fine because the intent is not to cause madness, but mm-hmm. should you choose to. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> coriander is, uh, it acts to infuriate the mind, and valerian it enhances any curse or hex you place, right? Mm. Like, like valerian a- steel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't I really think it. you need to hex. Yeah, I got your thing. But I was going to say, I don't think you need Valerian Steel to cast a curse. You just need to go behead a bitch. No curse needed. Just fucking, they done. Bye. I need my Brianna Tarth. Oh man! I'll take the dragons. Like, just oh yeah, then, you know. For real, I actually just want the eggshell. I know it's got to oh, be some yeah, good yeah, shit yeah. I could put, <laughs> like in my mortar and pistol, and just oh, with that eggshell, <laughs> do some shit. Oh my god, the essence of dragon in spells would just be so good. Right? Oh, my god. oh ah. okay. So, what would the closest essential oil that comes to mind? that would serve as the same purpose of like essence of dragon to just like actually there are a number of uh there are actually a number of herbs and essential oils that are specifically linked to dragons or working with fire elementals and things like that and uh i think the first one that comes to mind that i'm positive on is uh comfrey Actually, dragons really like comfrey. 
And I have no idea why, because I've not I've not found Comfrey to be particularly like fantabulous or anything. <laughs> but like I'm not gonna argue with it because if the dragon likes it then it's then, right. Then they're right because right. they're dragons and if it gets me a dragon, then I also want it because dragons. <laughs> like it's straight up like does it get me a dragon? Then then I want it. But yeah, no, they're actually I will find you them because I'm looking through my thing right now and I'm like, there I have so much information in here. Where is the dragon <laughs> Um But yeah, so uh but yes, there are actually a number uh of herbs and essential oils you know, herbs, their essential oils, or even homeopathy uh, aspects that are, like, dragon-friendly or fire-elemental-friendly. Um, Love it. Uh, and here's the other thing about hexes, too. Like, and this is where I'm going to mention the homeopathy real quick. So a lot of herbs that are used in hexes are some really, really poisonous things, and they don't make essential oils of them or whatever because, hey... They're poisonous, poisonous. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and while you can uh, collect the herbs yourself, if you know what you're looking for, and while you can order them online, if, especially if you have small children or animals in the house, 10 out of 10 do not recommend. Also, just <laughs> you would really need to know what you're doing handling them. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty confident in my herbal skills that I, I could handle a decent percentage of poisonous plants that I'm familiar with. I would not recommend it for many others. So mm. that's where you can turn to homeopathy because homeopathy actually, like, it is based off the energetic and vibrational uh, powers of the plant. But you can find belladonna there, no problem. You can find aconite there, no problem. You can find all sorts of other uh, substances and whatnot no problem like I the last hex I cast I didn't want like it was it was more of a jinx I guess than a hex like it was not heavy duty but I just wanted this person to feel the stinging sensation <laughs> that that they had left behind for me and while I could have used nettles like I specifically wanted an inflammatory stinging sensation so I used apis mellifica which is uh the venom from uh, bee sting, which allows me to get that same uh, same quality in my jinx uh, without having to either keep bees or hunt bees down or, you know, sacrifice a poor bee for my witchcraft because I'm all about humane treatment. Right. So. Save the bees. You know. Yeah, save the bees. Like, I will fucking fight for bees. <laughs> me and my bee army will come fight you. <laughs> yeah. We have Morgan Freeman um, on our side. It'll be perfect. Hell yeah. But yeah, so no. So it's, it's, if you're looking for something that's a, a deadly plant uh, for your hex or curse or jinx or something, like I said, like a stinging, the bee, whatever, uh, you can look through homeopathy. They have that same vibrational and energetic quality and none of the danger. Nice. None of the Sweet. danger. Yeah. No safety first, kid. All of these <laughs> options, there's always, it sounds like, a less lethal option or a less poisonous <laughs> uh, option or a less, or more, you know, just a less intense version of a lot of these things. So yeah, like, my, for witchlings, uh, start off mm -hmm. small. Yes. <laughs> I, I, would like my, I would like my witchlings all to survive to full-fledged witchhood. Oh. So, 
let's let's not let any of you get the dead. Yes. Um, <laughs> please, please. So the the so we talked hexes and a short list of uh, essential oils that are great for break, breaking hexes are nutmeg, tea tree, uh, wintergreen, hmm. jasmine, uh, chamomile, and myrrh. These all sound very all, relaxing and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, soothing. Yeah, but they're you know they're all things like breaks hexes and adds protection or cleanses auras or mm. uh, chamomile specifically removes curses, hexes, and spells cast against you. So like chamomile's pretty good to keep in your cabinet and also makes a nice tea. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, protection jars include sandalwood for protection, exorcism, uh, rejects negativity, pine needles for cleansing, purification, repelling negativity. Um, they're actually pine needles and essential oil thereof are great for house blessings. Um, Rosemary is great for protection from evil. Marjoram in the four corners of your house uh, create a protective ward. Clove is used for banishing hostile and negative forces. And spearmint is a specifically spearmint oil was mentioned, uh, which keeps one's home and self safe from attack, danger, and intruders. And then the very last one that we will talk about quickly is connecting with your deities or your ancestors. I'm mostly focused on the ancestors here because with deities, it's mostly, you know, researching your deity and finding the plants that appeal to them, were offered to them, and using those. Um, But mulein leaf is used in place of graveyard dirt. It's used to see spirits, uh, to see into the other world, um, to commune with the spirits and deities as well. Uh, Camphor is a, a conse- consecrating herb, purification, uh, and funeral herb. It's a holy herb, so it would be great to use to help make sure that negative or harmful or, uh, you know, because just because you're trying to connect with your ancestors doesn't mean there aren't malevolent ancestors. That's something that a lot of people don't think about. It's like, oh, these are my ancestors. It's absolutely cool to connect with them, but they're, everybody's Sometimes got some, some bad apples. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. having something like um, camphor in your, in your working would be a good, a good way to help keep you safe from any bad apples who might be lingering around. Heliochrysum. Uh, invokes the spirits of the departed. Jasmine is a wonderful offering to the gods. They apparently are all very fond of it. Sandalwood conjures beneficial spirits while also repelling negative spirits. Uh, Valerian root, once again, uh, great for spirits and it's a great substitute for graveyard dirt. I know it's used very prominently in a lot of different types of witchcraft and hoodoo and voodoo. Um, I am always hesitant to use it because unless it's absolutely essential to get graveyard dirt, like uh, that, that there are certain deities that are very protective of, of graveyards and I do not want to piss them off right. by coming to take <laughs> right. something from their domain. Right. 
Um, sage carries respect, uh, prayers, and energy between the spirit and physical realms. So it's really great for making that initial connection. And that is literally all types of sage. So whether it's a sage essential oil or if all you have is sage in your kitchen, all sage does does the work. Um, and cedar has a history of transitional ceremonies. So since you are working with a transitional being, more or less, that's what spirits kind of are. Mm -hmm. It is a very good one to, to kind of create a clean uh, path for them to come and go by. Oh, that's Sweet. so considerate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, if they're going to do all the work of traveling to see my ass, I'm going to do everything I can to make it uh, <laughs> respectful and easy for them. And comfy, yes. you know. <laughs> they want to come visit then. Yeah, if that's They, they want to come visit and they don't get trapped on this side, which I feel is equally important. Yes. I say that with such authority, you know, like I've had some yeah, shit happen to me. <laughs> yeah, like, but seriously, like, you don't want him, like, trying to, like, fight your ass to let him out. So, no, nope, like, I've seen nope, that exorcist. Nope. I don't need any of this shit happening. <laughs> right. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to have to need an exorcist. I don't right. want to have right. to forcibly remove my ancestors from my home because I fucked up and didn't leave an exit for him. How many okay. horror movies start with an Ouija board and go this exact way? Okay, oh, exactly. <laughs> this is what practical magic was all about, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> just, you don't, don't, don't. Know what yep, you're getting nope, into. That, that, well, and that's, and that's uh, especially why um, I recommend substitutes for graveyard dirt in these types of workings like graveyard dirt is really commonly used in hexes and things like that and that's one thing but if you are trying to create a i guess a peaceful environment that requires that same essence mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i feel like you're gonna get a better result or at least in my experience i've a much cleaner result using a substitute for graveyard dirt because uh there's not, there's no actual, um, it's not actually full of negative emotions like graveyard dirt actually mm -hmm. is, you know, right. you've got all that grief and, mm -hmm. and loss and anger and stuff like that that collects in cemeteries. And mm -hmm. so I prefer the, Those I prefer energies. the substitutes. That makes so much sense. I feel like <laughs> logic is actually a really big part in most, <laughs> most crafts. Like, <laughs> You know, like when you're practicing like sewing or something, it's logical to, you know, sew seams in a specific way. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to just be like, I'm only going to sew half a seam. <laughs> I'm going to sew in the middle. Like, <laughs> I'm going to sew in the middle. I'm going to, there's, there's no place, like there's a sleeve, but there's no opening for your hand to come through. Like that's just... <laughs> You know, and and don't don't be don't be white people in horror movies. Just. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Always assume that like the bad spirits are gonna find you. Don't be like, ah, I'm mm -hmm. white. It's assume. fine. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and that's uh, like I would, the thing about the the ancestor jars, at least, and I feel like this was something worth mentioning because I know that I'm not the only one uh, in this group that that might run into this. Um, 
my dad was adopted, so I know nothing about his side of the family. Um, but that doesn't stop me from being able to work with my ancestors' energy. Like, mm-hmm. and if you are adopted or anything like that, like, just because you don't know, that doesn't stop you. Like, it's it's inherent in who you are. There's still the so connection. You can, so mm-hmm. There's still the connection. So um, if you're having a particular hard time connecting with, you know, for me, it's just my dad's side of the family or if you're adopted, it's, you know, however that works for you. This is where uh, a drop of blood or some of your hair or something, you know, something that carries your actual genetic makeup and be like, somebody recognizes this because it resonates through the lines, you know, like this is, there's, there's, a literal blood connection between you guys. So, Makes fucking sense. find me. Let's talk. <laughs> let's have tea. Let, let's have tea. I would like yes. to invite you in for tea. <laughs> ghost, ghost tea's a thing, right? Like, I'll yeah, figure it out. I'll figure it out. It'll be fine. I'll figure it out. <laughs> if it's not a thing, sure. it sounds like a badass thing to do. Like, <laughs> no, no right. big deal. Well, I just had Sunday brunch with my ghost pals. <laughs> I just, you know. It's it's the 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 common joke, you know. Everyone says, uh, "Don't drink to drown your de- demons." They know how to swim. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, my thing is, I stopped fighting my demons a long time ago. I got to know their names, and now I invite them in for a cup of tea. Like we all, <laughs> we all just like just sit friends. and chat over a cup of tea because mm-hmm. they ain't going anywhere. So right, I might yeah. as well be on good terms with them. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> We don't argue anymore. First we just discuss. <laughs> yeah, we just, I'm just like, so why are you here again? Like, you need something Can I particular? help <laughs> If I give you tea and cookies, will you be on your way? Santa you style. Know, so I, right. you know, so. Also, 10 out of 10, not me condoning summoning demons. Right. Let's, just saying. Let's save, well, let's save that for much further down the line in, in, in skill levels. Like when we're no longer witchlings, far past witchlings. Like, Mm -hmm. let's go for master witches. Yes, because I want you all not dead. Movies go, you know. I I also (laughs) want us all not dead. (laughs) I want you all not dead, and also white people and and demons always end really badly. (laughs) 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 Like, I. I think that was the second biggest indicator that I knew I wasn't white was because every time I watched a horror movie, I was like, bitch, you dumb. <laughs> <laughs> My mama didn't raise no fool. Don't, don't, don't fucking summon demons. Like, what? what? Did you guys what? see this amazing? Okay, so I'm going to have to find this Twitter thread and throw it on our Facebook pages because it is fucking hilarious. And it talks about this exact thing. So there's like um, this couple and um, they're interracial. So the woman is white and the, the man is black. The and house. Yes. And they're like house shopping with their realtor. And the woman's just like, oh, look, it that's so cute. And he's like, oh, that's a door that leads to fucking nowhere. What are you talking about? That's not cute. That's like got some dead people behind it or something. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, look at this. This is such, this is charm. And he's like, no, that's fucked up. Like, what <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I've seen it, but I need to revisit it. Yeah, yeah I'll throw it on Facebook. Sure, I'll, I'll have to do find it. it. I'll dig it up and throw it on Facebook for everybody. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's the best. <laughs> and it's so accurate. I'm like, bitch, you 
dog. <laughs> I mean, even, okay, so I'm really white, and I was reading this. I was like, bitch, you need to get out of there. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, but you're a witch. Like you, oh, that's, <laughs> you yeah. have that sense, yeah. <laughs> you're white, but you're a witch. You've got slightly better chances in a horror movie. <laughs> right. Score. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, like, there's, there's a thing. It's like, white, white spiritualist slash mm-hmm. slash witch and whatever and your ch- your chances are slightly better like you just, <laughs> yeah, you're like still a itch. step up not at the bottom of the of the barrel i'm no. like yeah a little above there we go you're a little That's above funny. i'm above all the susans and jans of the world <laughs> you are but you're, you're, karen you know you're teetering on karen at least i'm not a becky you're not yes. <laughs> you're safely not a Becky. We'll we'll <laughs> get a whole other planet than Becky's. Um, yep. Well, on that note, um, I want to thank Anna for all of her wisdom on this topic and for coming to talk with us on the podcast about everything. We will definitely for sure have you back on because this was um, very informative and I feel a little less like I'm going to accidentally fuck up something in a major way so thank you very much yeah and i will happily start a thread on essential oils on the facebook page with as much information as i can and you are more than welcome to ask me any questions and i will try to answer them or at least point you in the right direction my very last thing that i will say on it and i probably shouldn't say it because i don't want anyone to take offense do not trust anyone who's trying to sell something to you. Please avoid MLMs mm-hmm. in regards to your health. They have put out a lot of misinformation and a lot of dangerous information, and now it actually makes finding uh, legitimate sources on the internet a pain in the ass. So, right. It's flooded with all yeah, these bad so. sources. Mm-hmm. With all these bad... Well, it's like just bad advice and nothing but blogs now because they listen to these people who didn't know what the hell they were talking about. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God, Janet, mm-hmm. you're going to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Janet. <laughs> oh, no, Susan, you're going to no, kill no. your cat. <laughs> like, it's just, that's literally, like, reading through, like, just snippets from blogs. And I'm like, and your oh, cat's no. going to die. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. This is, you've made nothing but poor life choices. <laughs> I don't know who in your house is about to die from what you're doing, but someone definitely Somebody's is dying. dying. <laughs> oh, that tickles me. But, you know, natural selection. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, today's episode was produced by the three of us here, um, Audrey, Deidre, and Anna, um, with help from Leah, who is uh, posting occasionally on our social media pages and uh, running our other accounts for us. So be sure to find us on Facebook at the Coven Council Podcast. And also um, feel free to rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us be found by other witchlings who want to know more about this shit. Um, and we would really appreciate hearing some feedback from you. So thank you so much. The Coven Council is adjourned. <laughs>